0: Hey Radio Bypass, we are back with a new video interview from someone that probably needs no introduction, a veteran of our music world, Uh, definitely somebody you know, whether it's from Jafria, House of Lords, Quiet Riots, and many, many others, you've been on so many albums, but right now has a great new record out, Sheltering Sky, and it is Chuck Wright joining us on Radio Bypass today, thanks for coming by Chuck.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here. Nice to meet you. You know, I know we have a lot of mutual friends and uh, I noticed on your website uh, that there are more people on, you know, uh, in your collage that you have that I know that I don't know. So it's, yeah, that's why cool that I finally get to work uh, through this with you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really glad that uh, we were able to get together, too, and especially to talk about this. Um, yeah. This record, I, I, we chatted a little bit last year, very little bit at our friend's wedding and uh, at that time, this was still kind of in the works, I think. I mean, maybe you finished recording it, but it wasn't due to come out yet last year. But I could tell even then that I could see just in your facial expression, a real labor of love here. And then when I got to hear the record, um, I felt listening to it and I've listened to it you know, many times, of course, um, seems like a very personal record to me and the chuck Wright that most of us know is in the hard rock heavy metal world and certainly some of this rocks hard but there's a lot of different textures to this record um so i guess my first question is is you know am i on the right track here was this a very personal thing for you
1: yeah actually um when they when i started recording songs um I, i didn't have an agenda to make a solo record i just was writing music for the sake of the, the music and what I was feeling and, uh, you know, art for art's sake, so to speak. And uh, the very first piece that I did, it's called Weight of Silence, was right when the all the cities were closed down, everybody was shut away. And I'm looking at everything, looking apocalyptic. Right. And I wrote this song called Weight of Silence. And I put that out myself and I edited together a video with it. And then um, Troy Liketa from from Tesla reached out to me and loved the song and said, hey, it would sound great with drums on it. So. I said, "Hey, go for it." He had a studio, and then um, a great guitar player here in town, uh, jazz fusion guy named um, Alan Hines. Same thing, and he did it, and I edited it together. So I have a, I then I have a second version of that song, and both versions are on the album. Right, so starting I, and ending. Yeah. yeah, and right when the album came out, to my surprise, I had no idea um, that song won best instrumental and best video at the Rock Music Alliance Awards and it was presented by Tony Kay, and I was up against Joe Satriani and John Five. I didn't even know I was nominated, and it's awesome to, to get an award for an instrumental song like that. Um, there's vocals all over the album, but but yeah, the album is very personal. Um, the One song on there called See You on the Other Side, I wrote as soon as I got the phone call about uh, Frankie Benelli uh, from, you're quite right, you know, um, passing away. And it just right. brought back all the feelings of my mom and different people I've lost. Best sure. Guy, Pat Torpy, who's on three tracks actually um, on the album, and and so I took that. I picked up uh, the 12 string was right next to me, and I wrote that whole song in one thing, top to bottom. I had the chorus idea lyrically and melody, and then I went to somebody that Frankie had just been working with, named August Young. He was doing this Led Zeppelin tribute thing called Mr. Jimmy, and it, it kind of has a Zeppelin feel to it. Uh, the song. So, it does. Uh, him and he he helped me flesh out the uh, the verses on it, and then I brought in a couple other guys uh, from that from that project. And actually, I think there's five guitar players on the out on that particular song. Uh, the solo is brilliance by Jude Gold, who played with uh, plays with uh, Starship Jefferson Starship, um, and just it's it's really deep. There's a lot, you know. For, I have 41 guests on the record. And yes, because I have I- so I- many great. Great, great got the, friends. Yeah, just some oh, of the yeah, list right here. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? You know what? It's like, I'm working on a song, and I go, you know who would be great for this? And then, you know, I have this event called um, Ultimate Jam Night that I started in 2015, and we've had well over 2,000 professional musicians, and I've made so many friends over the years doing that. And and um, I, when I was working on Army of Me, I go, who would be a great voice for this? And I thought about... Uh, uh, female vocalist named Whitney Ty, who uh, has done my has done the thing and her solo stuff is great and I reached out to her and I said hey what do you think about Bjork do you like it? she goes oh my god I would love to do that we've become super close friends she's a co-writer on one of the songs called time waits for no one and she also my newest uh, release video uh, ghost giving up the ghost um, she's the singer on that as well mm-hmm. um, that's kind of basically I would send I would think of oh you know who'd be great for this and i'd say hey do you want to play on this what do you think and they all volunteered yeah i would love to be a part of this this is great so that's very rewarding in itself right there just having that kind of respect for the music and for what i'm trying to do here
0: yes yes for sure
1: like i said i'm just it was just making music that's why there's so many different styles and there's no like although it feels like it's uh like a concept record really when you listen to it from top to bottom kind of has that feel to it. I think
0: it does. And, and, you know, and and speaking of top to bottom, you know, the two versions of, as we mentioned, the way the silence you've got, you know, it starts off the record and it ends the record and there's slightly, you know, there's some differences, right. Between the two.
1: Yeah. Uh, Once once it's more acoustic and, and actually the flamenco guitar playing is by Ben Woods, who we just lost, um, couple weeks ago oh i'm
0: sorry i didn't hear about that
1: yeah yeah he's brilliant he had this um uh kind of like he would take heavy metal songs like iron maiden and they reinterpret them into uh flamenco songs um heavy mellow he had a band called heavy Mellow anyway yeah gotcha. sorry but yeah i, I wanted to book in the album with that um, well that,
0: that was, that's what i was wondering uh listening to it you know with those differences i mean is that kind of what you heard in your head? You sort of had ideas of hearing it both ways and decided to just...
1: Well, I thought they both had their own merit. I had people tell me that they liked, uh, like Derek Serenian, who's on the record from Dream Theater. He said, well, I kind of like the, the original version better, better. So, And another friend of mine said well, they liked that. And, and I like them both. So Same. I, I, and they definitely feel different, but it kind of ties the whole record together. It's a bookend, kind yes. of, like, which helps give it that conceptual feel. Right. And the, the way that song starts, is kind of a Pink Floydian kind of thing. And then it gets into with the acoustic guitars, it has a subtle flamenco feel to it. But it's really a, a rock. Spacey kind of, you know, trip.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I, I would like to I say, I was just kind of curious if you had had two ideas in your head with that music and say, ah, I think I'll just go with both. Or, you know, what was it intentional that you wanted to book on the record or.
1: Now, that was a decision or, um, after that uh, kind of after i really wanted to have them both there and then make it all tie together
0: yeah gotcha and then um i want to make sure we didn't miss this too this album um ha- is being considered for a Grammy, right
1: well yeah i just found that out too uh i was up for i'm up for consideration for a grammy in the rock um even though the records it does rock don't get me wrong it rocks hard on on some spots but uh it's all over the place so i, I could have been right. also. With uh, a song called Creative of the Sun," I could be in the country running too because it's a country folk kind of song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very again, totally surprised. I had no idea, and and it's it's I'm like I said, I'm really proud of the record. I'm really proud of the, all the performances. Everybody brought their A game when they when they uh, joined me on this record. So it's and it was like we couldn't all because of the pandemic, we couldn't all be in a room at the same time. So it was like I was going back and forth with guys go, "Hey." Try this. Well, hey, well, how about that? And you know, until you, until you kind of get it together. I produced it. I co-produced. There's five songs that I co-produced with my friend Tim Jansons, who's won awards as a, as a film composer. So that kind of rubs off on some of the songs with the depth and things that were added to give it more depth and and right. orchestration, which he's amazing at, and things like that going on.
0: Nice, yeah, nice. But yeah, that's pretty cool. One, one will you know if you make the ballot or?
1: How does that work? I mean, you know what, just the fact that I even <laughs> under consideration, that that's good enough, you know. Yeah. I yeah. Know, I know the politics and, you know, sure. I could hire like a company and they could go like knock on everybody's door. That's a member of the of the, uh, you know, of the uh, the Grammy uh, Academy or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, that's good. That's fine. I'm just surprised anyway. Very. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And then we talked about, yeah you know, the record having all these different flavors. So let's talk a little bit about one that I know is also quite uh, a big deal for you. And it is more in the rock vein that you might expect from Chuck, Wright, Which is Throwing Stones. Um, yeah. you, you've been, uh, I believe you put together a little bit of a benefit for all this terrible well, that- stuff going on in the Ukraine. And I think you've been pointing this song kind of toward that.
1: Well, that song. Yeah. Um, actually musically it was compared to if you can imagine Primus and Stevie Wonder getting together, which is pretty and thought of that. But yeah. Yeah, but it yeah, it, it kind of I really think it sums it up when you hear the way it starts and then the vocal um I Joe said, was great. So the the track, um the basic track with Pat Torpey, the late Pat Torpy is the drummer, Lanny Cordola, who you might know from House of Lords, right the rhythm guitar player, and and myself, we got we would get together and record um let me close the door my bird's acting up Um, (laughs) it's actually Keith Emerson's bird but anyway um there's there's got to be a story there
0: but anyway go ahead (laughs) yeah yeah
1: definitely there is it's a sad one but anyway um and we would get together in at Pat's studio and just record you know song ideas or whatever that's how Army B came about Pat goes I really dig that John Bonham sample that Bjork did and started playing it so we kind of jammed through the song I found these tracks There's, there's and I and I Settled on three that I really felt needed to be finished, one of them being throwing stones and throwing stones. And um, um, I sent it to my friend Joe Retta, um, vocalist who people might know from Sweden, and of Disciples, TSO, and we did Heaven and Earth together. And we've been friends since then. And um, I said, hey, check out this track. He likes to work by himself. He doesn't want any input. So he sent me, what he sent me, blew me away. I was like, going, oh my God, this is incredible. And I go, the concept that's an anti-war thing. And this is before the Russian invasion. It was right before, I mean, yeah. right before it. it. was. He sent this to me right before the end of the year. And um, I was blown away and he goes, okay, now I'll do it for real. But you know what I kept his, mostly it's all the, the, the scratch that he did just to show me the idea because the, the intention was so insane. I, right. ended, I I did end up uh, doing a video for it, which um you can find on YouTube um that does incorporate some war-oriented uh imagery for imagery in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, it's it's uh you know the Ukraine situation, the timing on it. I, I go, what are you, Nostradamus here? What's going on, Joe? <laughs> anyway, um yeah, I did um, with Ultimate Jam I, one of the things we like to do is is we'll do benefits for different things like the homeless here in LA or just different things. We did something for the Pulse nightclub when that happened. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, but but with, we actually had a family uh, that had their home bombed and they, they were relocated here to Los Angeles and we had them come down and, and the father actually spoke to the crowd and um, we were raising money for the World Central Kitchen. His daughter, seven year old daughter went up there and sang, we are the world.
0: Oh, wow. It right. had to be emotional, yeah.
1: Very much so. Not a dry eye in the house. It was pretty insane. We raised thousands of dollars um, for the World Central Kitchen for the refugees, and um, that all kind of ties together with the song "Throwing Stones" too, I guess. But uh, basically, raising awareness. It's you know, it's just got off of what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I thought that was very admirable that you were
0: pointing everything in that direction. That was pretty. Oh, I, I appreciate that when people care and do things like what you've well, done so we
1: have a little bit you know if you have a voice you know I, I know a lot of people say oh musicians shouldn't get involved in politics or they shouldn't get involved in world but you know what we have we have we could have reach i know my reach right. is huge but you know i can do what i can right sure and
0: that and as people that's what we should all do you know we whatever we, all, whatever we, we can all,
1: care you know, right. it doesn't
0: have to be political everybody makes everything political yeah, i they think.
1: try i mean well yeah. we're a me 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 kind of nation you know <laughs> unfortunately very myopic
0: yeah it's yeah i hear goes,
1: what, what, what you know what do i get out of it <laughs> it's, right exactly it's the wrong wrong attitude anyway it is
0: it is okay well that's cool yeah and that, and that would in my opinion listening to, that, to the whole album I, I, Throwing Stones probably is the most hardest rocking, um, I would say, out of the uh, the songs musically. But everything's just so good.
1: I yeah, guess Never Fails is pretty heavy. I,
0: yeah, that is pretty heavy. It's
1: funky. and Jeff Scott Soto's vocal on it is is, is is really good. Yeah. 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 yeah you yeah. know, and, and Scotty Hill from Skid Row did the solo on that. He, it's smoking. Yeah. So That one's kind of heavy, but overall, right. it's it's a pretty uh, kind of moody. Um, it is. it's just
0: it, there's just so much going on here in my opinion. I just I was really impressed uh, from the first listen on through the most recent listen. Um, I, tell me a little bit about giving up the ghost. what were you what what, what inspired that?
1: Well, you know what that that's a song that uh, I've actually held held on to for a very long time. It's been you know, when you sit down and play play guitar and you're, you're noodling on song ideas, that's one that I've always, had and it, it felt really good to finally record that song. And it's basically people, and myself included, tend to hold on to things that are no longer. You can't. You know, the the person's gone. They're not in your life anymore. But you keep holding on to that, and it's keeping you from growing, growing beyond, growing, moving forward in your life. And I I have a friend most recently that um, had a, a breakup with somebody who was three years past, and she still can't get past that to move ahead on. And so that's basically about letting go of things and moving forward. So it's a positive message, I think, overall.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Um, what else would you like to share about this record? I mean, I you know, I've been telling people how great it is. Um you know, just everything about it. I just like the way everything's put together. The sound quality is real good because a lot of sometimes modern recordings, they don't have enough space in them or something. There's just something Musically, that it it's just sounds well, you know. What, yeah, I mean, and this I mean, doesn't sound like that. This sounds so good.
1: Well, I, you know, what mastering is really important, and a lot of people don't know that. I tried five different uh, people to master it, and I ended up going with uh, a company called Lurson. Uh, and the guy that did my album did Bruno Mars. And it's really important because your record can completely change with a mastering lab, like it gets squashed, over compressed, mm-hmm. or they, they recorded too hot and it's too distorted. That's part of why, and also taking a lot of care in placement and production and where things lie so to give things space when they need to have space so so that you don't get, uh, you know, things get lost too much, right. you know, that way. I, yeah. I actually, you know, and, and I'm a bass player. So one of the things that um, I wanted to do on this record is kind of feature the bass as a melodic instrument. So there's a few more so than a reinforcement instrument. And there's there's uh, a couple songs where I'm playing fretless um, as a melodic instrument between like a, a chorus and a verse instead of like a guitar solo taking you to the next thing. It's a fretless bass part that takes you to the next part, which in Giving Up the Ghost is a good example of that. Uh, there's a song called Time Waits for No One that during the chorus, I'm playing a, a, a melody on a fretless bass, which is doubled by a piano and I'm also playing bass, another bass, or fretted four string bass, playing descending chords and notes. Um, and that's just the melodic instrument to be added in. Uh, there's a couple songs where I ha- actually have three basses playing. Which, wow. is, yeah, there's the eight string bass holding down. And yeah, uh, it's it's pretty, you know, if you dissect the songs, there's a lot going on. Um, and I think people will find it, re- it's a really great headphone album, <laughs> um, you know, so.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. And, and as far as bass, who are, you've probably answered this a million times with your storied career, but who are some of your bass player influences?
1: Um, well, yeah, actually that question had just come up and I was thinking about it and interestingly enough, they all start with the letter J um, in my beginning, Jack Bruce, and there's a great Jack Bruce story, um, John Paul Jones, John Entwistle, um james jamerson the motown stuff is when i was a kid started out um jaco pastorius and uh one of my favorite uh, jazz fusion guys jeff berlin and then of mm. course everybody goes what about paul mccartney well his real name is james paul that's McCartney. true that's true J, right right so, those are the main ones and with jack bruce um that's i went and got a bass like his when i when i was asked to join a band and um the first song I ever learned was Sunshine of Your Love. So uh, cut to, I'm on tour with Vanilla Fudge and the opening band's bass player just inherited $250 million and, and start, I mean, he, he a little bit ago, but he had started a, a memorabilia collection of instruments. And he invited me over to his house at the end of the tour and I went into the room and he had like Jimmy Page's Vox Amps, Timmy Bogart's bass, but he had the bass, the Jack Bruce cut First song I ever learned. He had that Gibson EB3 bass he had bought. Oh EB3. I, I was asking, was that a jazz bass? But no, okay, no, it's not. a Gibson E B3. And it's the same bass as the first song I ever learned. So I got to play the bass of the first song I ever learned. That is so cool. That's kind and of crazy, right?
0: That's that's very crazy. And did you say you were playing with vanilla fudge at the time?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Carmine was going to Europe and asked me to fill in for Tim. Okay, I, I don't think I knew that you had done yeah, that. I, did, I also did an album that I am I really, I'm, I'm on half, Tony Franklin's on half, it's called Bazooka, it's with Pat Travers. Oh, that came out, yeah, like 2005, yeah, yeah. six yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I finally got to do, speaking of Cream, I finally got to cover a Cream song, which was Politician. And I'm really, that song kicks ass. And the bass is mixed just amazing by Pat Regan, who, who's a good friend of mine who I've done a lot of records with. Um, and people should check that album out. It's called Bazooka uh, with Pat Travers, Carmine Apathy, and uh, it's killer. Well, now that you bring it
0: up, I am going to have to include that. I do a music episode once a week. Every Saturday I do a oh. new music episode, well, and so- mainly to feature new stuff, but I do like to go back to some, some stuff from the past as well. Well, that's and
1: topical, politics. I have that topical.
0: album, <laughs> um, and I don't think I've played it, so I'm going to pull Got that it. out. Check it out i'm gonna pull that out this saturday um that, oh, that's so cool because vanilla fudge too i just got uh, a new it just did a new record vanilla
1: fudge yeah, yeah uh-huh. Marcy, you weren't part yeah. of that were you no no uh, no um that was a okay. while ago you know i did that uh quite a while ago gotcha you know, like mid 90s or I, I you know i'd have to backtrack to figure it out but you know over the years you do a lot of the Always doing stuff. So well, you have
0: so many credits. I mean, do you even have any idea how many records you've played on? Because you uh, are on a lot not,
1: you know, not as many as Lee Scalar, who's at like five thousand, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I I don't know, probably somewhere over a hundred or whatever, but but yeah. I've done a, but the thing and I've done seven film scores, I think. But um uh the the thing is is with a lot of the records, I was it was a band thing like Quiet Riot or or House of Lords or Jafria, it was a band thing and I was writing. Um, you know, for them and, and uh, which, which when the pandemic hits, why I was, I started composing again. I hadn't composed anything forever. And then I just started doing it again, you know, because I'm so busy running Ultimate Jam Night every week or being on the road every weekend with Quiet Riot. I just never had time to just for myself to sit down and, and, and record. So that's, that's how the album came about. Like I said, it's uh, just a a collection of, of music that I just wanted to that I just played.
0: Yeah. right and speaking of quiet right you did spend so much time uh with them sorry i'm doing two things at once because uh zoom made a change now here we go i was getting yep. some zoom things that was going to ruin our interview but i think oh. we're okay um
1: yeah 26 years off and so, on
0: so yeah so you were you were there so long and and now you've been gone for a little bit you, you're missing it
1: um actually at the point where rudy came back uh, at the end of the year i was like things had changed so much with frankie uh not being there running the business and all that it actually it turned out to be you know like they say when one door closes another one opens right um, it, it turned out to be a, a great thing for me because besides the solo record efforts and all that that i wanted to concentrate on and do um i got a call the very next day uh from my friend terry loose who's uh was a singer of great white for what, 12 years. Oh, and XYZ as well. Yeah, yeah, and XYZ. He, yeah. he he has a thing it's called Legends of Classic Rock and he asked me if I'd be interested in doing it and because of that this past summer I I've, I've been in like in Europe, like the Greek islands and and Capri and Barcelona, you know, Spain, France, all over the place because what they what they do is they play on the newest largest ship in the Royal Caribbean um, fleet. Um and, and we we do songs from our own repertoire and we do some classic tunes that we really love or that we're associated with. Everything that we do, we're associated with somehow, somebody, everybody in the band. They're right. with Greg D'Angelo from White Lion. Oh, from White David Lion, Black, yeah. And the keyboard player with, played with Ozzy and, and uh, the version with Zach. And uh, our newest guitar player who joined us this year, um, This, I mean, well, not this year, but just a few months ago, um, Jason Boylston played with with uh, Paul Rogers a bad company. Um and so it's a really it's a really great time. It's a really I, I don't even I can't even tell you how how fun it is just to be able to uh Is that me? Uh-oh. Sorry. that's, that's you my friend. I thought I had my phone off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, so, I so, you. so you know, you never know. It's a blessing that it, it happened and it's great and you know there things it's part of my history. It's it's there you know, I'm very blessed that I was part of a record that changed the, the fabric of the music world at the time because be, uh, before Come On, Feel the Noise came out, um, the music scene was all about new wave music, bands like The Knack, The Motels, that kind right. of thing. Um, Come On, Feel the Noise just blew the doors open for all of the hard rock bands and the label started signing everybody that had a lot of hair and played hard rock pretty much. Yeah, that I know. Changed, you know. I feel very, you know, very lucky and Happy. It's a double-edged sword, of course, but um just to be a part of that. And uh, you know, I sing on every track and I'm on uh bang your head and don't want to let you go and play bass on those two tracks. And then I mm. later joined them after I was in free I joined them for uh the QR three album, which I'm a writer on every song on.
0: uh QR three was was Paul Shotino on that
1: one? No, no, that no. was still Kevin. Paul came in after that Kevin. when I left to do House of Lords.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
1: Kevin left, I kind of left after that and then uh, I did Impellatory with Grand Bonnet, and then I did, uh, then I put House of Lords together with Great Jafria.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, as the years go by, the timelines get a little fuzzy in my mind. And, uh,
1: kind you of- know what? For me too. I mean, I'm going, wait a minute. That, you know, and I have to go back and double check Wikipedia or whatever. Just to see what's <laughs> uh, and even they're not right all the time because just random people do that stuff.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess we've covered it. Um, like I said, you, you know, you mentioned all the people on this record, 39 uh, well, listings that, that I have oh, just list, here yeah, alone.
1: I've re- retellered that there's forty-one, but and,
0: and I'm sure yeah. there's more because I think even in your liner notes, you see, it keeps growing, actually. You must be speaking of timelines, because even in your liner notes, you got like 36 here. There's like 39 here. And now it's even more. Right. It's just it's yeah. amazing.
1: Well, it's How like, like I said, hard to keep track. The way I, I go back to the actual recording tracks, I go, oh, oh yeah, that's right. He played percussion, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Right. Thanks. <clears throat> I'm just blessed to have so many great friends that are so talented, that believed in in uh, the music that I was creating to want to jump on board and be a part of it. Right. Um, so blessed in that regard. And um, and so far, 100% of the reviews have been super positive. Um, Excellent. A couple people said it's their pick of the album of the year um for them and they listen to it all the time and it's just been very very uh rewarding and you know I, I couldn't be happier about the response once people hear it the hard part is getting people to hear it right because there's sixty thousand songs a day released on spotify you know so it's like yeah getting, getting yeah. people's attention is hard and, and i appreciate your your help with that
0: yeah no believe me i
1: i get that and and, um, yeah, I, I, you know,
0: folks, I just can't say, I can never figure out the camera thing. I'm just cannot say enough good things about this record. Um, you got to check it out. And, and I know for sure it's easy to get because, uh, we got record stores, of course, for all my Chicago friends, but I know it's on Amazon because that's, that's where, I, what? That's I, where you, I pre-ordered from.
1: When I tell <laughs> when, yeah, exactly when I'm telling people about it, um, i'll i'll uh, say you know what the easiest thing go to amazon in fact i've gone to amazon and sent it to people that way because it's easier for me than trying to get a piece and then go mail it and but i'll just like send it to them you know, like a few of the musicians that are nowhere near where i live i i've made sure i got them um the, the actual hard product yeah
0: right yeah yeah just you know us old guys we still like the physical well, but
1: yeah is this, the package it, is killer too because it's oh it's so great good. Yeah. Wexler, who people might know from Van Halen, uh, yes, Rush, um, bunch of different, you know, he, he he's like one of the top guys in the business. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I love like, it. You gotta the you credits, can find out who so. everybody is.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and then too, I, I know I saw on here, which I thought was kind of cool, um, that you know, you put all the lyrics up at your website too. Yes, so I, I do. Yeah. Here, so that's kind of fix the problem
1: with your website. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Folks, if you try to go to chuckright.com right now, it might not work, but yeah, um, I got
1: to find out what's going by on. By the time
0: this is out there, it'll be rectified. I'm sure. Or maybe it's just my computers. Maybe just my I computers. I don't know. I but um, anyway, so that's great. Yeah, it's great. I mean, just, and just for folks that, that don't know, we mentioned some of the people, but beside Chuck, you got Eric Martin on here and Pat Torpe, uh, Trey Lucheta, Scotty Hill, just got soil, Derek Sharinian. Um, Tal Bergman, which is a drummer yeah. that, that I'm a big fan of. Oh,
1: um, great,
0: yeah. And, yeah. and, and, oh, and my friend Keith England, I didn't realize he's on here too. So yeah. Keith England sure. doing some background vocals at Roth, Dave Schultz. I mean, the list just goes on and on, but um, just all quality players. So just, just knowing that these folks participate in the record should give you a pretty good idea of just how solid this album is. So that's what I have to say about that.
1: Oh, I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, you got it. Well, thanks for coming by, what's next for you?
1: Um, well, I'm actually gonna be in Atlanta at the Innovation Amphitheater with Legends of Classic Rock next Friday the 28th. And then we head out, uh, hit the Caribbean again, St. Thomas and, and uh, the islands out there uh, in November. Then I'm going to Japan for three weeks. Uh, my girlfriend's from Japan and um, we're gonna go out there uh, for a little vacation and nice. then we'll see. Uh, you know, I've got an ultimate jam night on December sixth, and we're covering uh, guitar heroes. So you know, Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Page, slash, cool. you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, They're gonna be at the whiskey. Yeah, it's at the whiskey. It's a free show, and I might stop be, by there. There'll probably be fifty musicians there, nice um, total. And uh, yeah, anytime you want to come down, let just let me know, and I'll get you a table. I'll, I'll take care. Yeah,
0: of but yeah, that's cause...
1: next. Uh, um, i I've. I've was doing it every other week when we started this year but um because of my schedule now with legends of classic rock i'm out of, i've been out of the country a lot and i need to be here to organize it and kind of put it together and make sure it runs smooth so, right um, you know polly z was doing it for me for a while but he's not doing it any longer so um gotcha so we have the one more the december 6 and then we'll start back up in january
0: got it okay well that's cool you're a busy guy and unfortunately, this won't be able to hit the stage, will it?
1: You know what? I've been asked that every interview. Uh, I'm sure you, you have. Gonna, you're going to be playing. You know what? To be able to pull off that record live, the way I would envision it, I need mean, Roger Waters' budget, really. Yeah. It's, it's got to be an immersive thing. It's got and and so many music, musicians musicians right know, to cover. And, you know, and I don't want to have a bunch of tracks going on. Right. Um, it it would be very difficult to to play that album in its entirety. You know, there might yeah. be other. I, I don't know. I haven't gone to think further beyond trying to do that, but yeah, it's it'd be tough. Yeah, uh, my I my thoughts exactly. It. I would love <laughs> to do it, but we need a lot of coin to do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, Chuck writes "Sheltering Sky." Please get it. It's on Cleopatra Records, but as you heard us talking, you can easily get it on Amazon. And uh, for you guys in the Chicago area, I know Rolling Stones Records has this. So um, make sure you check it out. It's a great record. And Chuck, thank you and much continued success. And I hope we hear that this won the Grammy.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. You bet. Thank you. Cheers.